0: Hey there, and welcome back to the second season of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. We have some amazing interviews for you this spring. First of all, we talk about how to align with the seasons of the moon. We also touch in on maternal mental health and finding your purpose and passion inside and outside of motherhood. Remember to subscribe and send the podcast to your friend who might benefit from it. We all could use a little more empowerment these days. See you inside the episode. Hello and welcome to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges, and here on this show, we dive deep into all things mothering, sistering, and humaning, because the roles that you play are something you learned, not who you are. Let's begin. Welcome to season three of the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. I am so excited to share some oldies but goodies with you today. So you will be hearing from the Awakened Mother Show, which is a summit I did during covid As you listen, I want you to really notice how far you've come since then, where you find yourself now, and also how you can use what you learned during that time and in this podcast in the future. Enjoy. Hello, mamas, and welcome back to the Awakened Mother Show. I'm your host, Isabel Bridges. And today I have the great pleasure of being joined by Crystal Lacey. Crystal, welcome to the conversation. Thanks for being here with us. Crystal and I, oh my gosh, I am so excited about this conversation because Crystal's going to talk to us about the importance of relationship and um, how that can inform how we live. So it's something that I also feel very passionate about, that connection with other people. So I'm so excited to hear your expertise on this, Crystal. And before we do, I would love to also hear a little bit about just who you are, how you serve your clients, and then some, something personal about where you find yourself maybe on your motherhood path, including you know in relationship to those around you.
1: Um, well, so I am a life and relationship coach. Um, my background is in psychology. Um, I decided to specialize in coaching um, after just helping some people that were very close to me. Um, I decided that's where I really wanted to to plant my seed. Um, my boys are grown now, um, so that's where I'm at in my motherhood journey. My boys are 23. Um, 21 and 18. Um, and so they are grown. So I've been through everything from when they were babies to toddlers preschool growing up through school and my youngest is graduating high school this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
0: so yeah. they are little bit now
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So do
0: you, you feel yourself moving into a new phase of your journey? You feel like yeah. you're in a transitional period. Yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And just out of curiosity, how is that? How is that for you? You, I've, I am not there yet. My oldest is ten, so
1: it's different. Um, I feel like I'm definitely advising them on different things now. They're they're adults, and so some things are are still the same. I feel like they're still children in ways. Um, some things never changed with your kids, um, especially boys, I feel like, um, but at the same time, I, you know, counsel, counsel them on being adults. Um, you're an adult now, you're a man now, this is, this is where you're going and these are your responsibilities. So, um, it's interesting to see your, to see your children become adults.
0: And it's probably um, a different way of being a parent. You never stop being a parent, right? It's not like they graduate from high school and then all of a sudden your job is over.
1: (laughs) It's just different, right? Yes. You still have worries. They're just different, different concerns. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm curious how, um, how are your relationships with other women, maybe the same or different Uh, now that your children are kind of flying the coop um, compared to when they were littler? Um,
1: Definitely. uh, A lot of my friends have kids that are about the same age. Some of my friends have kids that are a little bit younger. So I do have friends that will ask me a lot of questions like, how was it for you when your kids were this age, you know, when they were younger, did they do the same things? Like, how did you, how did you approach this? Like, did they do these things? And so it's interesting to be able to hear that and like, how did you get through that? Like, what did you do? And so it's neat to be able to say, Hey, you know, these things come, these things go, you'll get through it. Um, Because I remember thinking at that age, how like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get through this. Like, it seems like it will never end, but those things do, they do, they do have a way of working themselves out. So, um, it's interesting to see that. And, um, some of the friends that I have that have kids that are the same age, um, seeing their, their kids go through through the same things and your friends going through the same things that you are. So
0: it's neat. Yeah. So, uh, there's a topic that's pretty big in this community and that is boundaries saying no to our kids, saying no to, um, people wanting us to spend time on their projects. Um, sometimes even saying no to ourselves. Can you tell, tell me a little bit about your process around that, that word, no.
1: This is a uh, something that is a very, very big one for for coaches and um, a very very hard lesson for for everyone, but for moms especially, um, because we want to say we want to say yes to everything, um, and I I think that we often feel that it's our duty to do everything, and we have that very nurturing instinct so we feel like we have to take care of everyone um and so we say yes we feel like we have to say yes um but it, it gets us in trouble a lot we um we it takes a toll on us um and our well-being <laughs> over time it begins to kind of take pieces of us that we don't realize Kind of what's happening until um, it has an impact on us, and those things kind of manifest in different ways.
0: Um, they can one manifest. Second, one second, I can see that I'm getting an opportunity to practice this. Net, this <laughs> sure, sure. on the
1: call right now. Okay, well, I'll, I'll help you with that when I'm finished. Maybe you can find something else to do.
0: I'll be with you in a minute. Okay. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> it's hard, um, you know, especially when we have all these differing needs around us, mm-hmm. and we care about, you know, I care about my daughter's need to get on her iPad. Um, and then when that need, is in conflict with my need to be here and present with you managing those two different needs and having to say no to one of them, either my need or her need. How do we, how do you advise one to kind of navigate those, you know, those, that challenge?
1: It's difficult.
0: And um, I
1: believe that first of all, your family has to know what your boundaries are. They have to know Okay, this is my time, and my times are this. And these are my boundaries. These are my times. This is my work. And I want to know equally what your times and your important things are. And I will let you know when my times and my boundaries are. And when I cross those and you cross mine, this is my way of letting you know. Um, And this is you can let me know as, as well. Um, But definitely um, those things have to be clear or we will lose our minds. (laughs) Um, But those things can manifest in so many ways. And I battled with that for a long time and I would just, we could stop it, you know, and it can come out as anger, anxiety, for some people, you know, it's withdrawal, depression, yeah. um, and we just deal with it. We don't tell anyone sometimes, and it's it's really important to have those, you know, those boundaries. So it, it's hard, but, you know, and people get upset with us, and then, with, then we feel selfish, and it's really hard, but the more we practice saying no the easier it becomes, you know, and people may get mad. People make it, may get mad at us. And if they're your friend or if they're your child, your husband, you know, and they love you, they'll get over it. My kids, they get over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've learned really quickly, like, mom's doing her thing. Like, I'm going to have to wait, you know. And a lot of times they have learned for me, like, it's just a, or it's just a, not right now. <laughs> so, um, but it took a while. It took a while, but they learn those things.
0: It's hard. So I appreciate um, this piece around clarity. It seems like first being clear with ourselves. So what are, what is the need being, because, so I speak to women all day long who sit to tell me, I don't even know what I need because I'm so used to being so tuned into what Other people need my friends, my family, my dog that I don't even realize, oh, I have a need until I, you know, like you said, something breaks, you know, like I start losing my mind or I get sick or, you know, I'm depressed, something like that. So getting that clarity within the self seems like it's the first step. Definitely. Definitely. And then... Talk to me about self-care. What, In your mind, what what is self-care? Um, so self-care
1: is, I, I think that is important. Um, a lot of women, I mean, it's a word that's thrown around so much. I mean, it has, there's 18 million hashtags self-care on Instagram. And it's because it's so played down now. Um, For women, it's so important, but a lot of us, we don't really even know. Yeah, self-care, we need to do that, but we don't even know what it is. Some of us don't really know. What does that mean for us? Well, it's simply tending to certain genres of our lives, um, our spiritual well-being, our mental well-being, physical, um, all of those things. Um, So we don't even know what we like sometimes because we're so busy taking care of everyone else. Um, well, what would you like to do? I don't even know what I would like to do today. Um, cause I'm too busy doing everything else. Um, so for self care, it's, it looks different for, for everyone. Um, when was the last time you took a, a, a 30 minute hot bath without someone bothering you or you know, banging on the door, get out of there.
0: <laughs> um you know without interruption <laughs> well, the bath is such a good example because I I am a I could be a professional bather I love what I call bathing um it's different than just getting clean right sitting in hot yummy smelling water is like my idea of heaven and I have a friend who thinks it's not only not a good time, but disgusting. I don't want to sit in a tub. <laughs> you know, it feels dirty and she just hates it. So it's like you said, self-care is going to look so different for all of us.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Some people love going, getting their nails done. I, don't, I, I mean, I like that sometimes, but it's not a huge thing for me. Some people love going out and going for a run. I'm like, to me, that's like work. <laughs> yep. But um, going for a road trip, like just getting out and going driving somewhere. Um, I love going driving in my car by myself. There's no one there. It's quiet. You know, listening to my own music, just going somewhere by yourself, you know, sitting on the porch swing and listening to music, like just doing something for yourself that nobody else gets to, be a part of, um, it's just for you yeah. taking care of yourself. Um, yeah. cause no one does that for us, right. Obviously like no one's, you know, and it's not that they don't care about us. It's just that they have other things to do and we have to take care of ourselves. So,
0: yeah. And then there's this other piece, which we talked a little bit about, which is the relationship. So how do How does self-care kind of interplay with our relationships with others, specifically with other women, like friendships or sisterhood?
1: Um, So that is a big one. Um, I truly am a huge believer of um, life being centered around relationships Um, for women, especially Um, we kind of hone in on that. Um, When we become older, we lose that kind of feminine relationship. Um, A lot of us do. And it's really important for us. Um, Research has actually shown that female species, um, when we are kind of in any kind of crisis, that we seek that support from other females and, and even humans, every kind of species, but um, men don't do that as much. Obviously it's more feminine, um, but we seek that from females and we seek that bond and that support. It makes us feel better. Um, so it's really important for us. We actually are more happy um, and we feel better. We have better health when we are around other females. So not only are we ha- happier and more joyous when we are spend time with our girlfriends, but we have longer lives. There's research that's proven that. Um, it's been shown that if we reside close to one of our female friends, um, that we are happier. Um, same goes for like neighbors, Um, siblings and our spouses but female friends are like at the top of the list and so that's definitely one of the things that I mean a lot of us don't think about how important that is to spend time with our female friends and we get so busy like we put it at the bottom of the list or we make excuses like we don't have time you know to spend time with our friends but we need to make time for it and that should absolutely be a part of our self-care routine, self-love, because it's really important.
0: So every once in a while, I just hear from one of our audience members. And right now I'm hearing this woman say, I know, Crystal, I know the importance of having friends, but how, how do I make friends? I'm so lonely. I feel like I don't have any friends. How can she start to kind of create those relationships.
1: It's funny that you said that because I don't have a lot of female friends either. I have like one or two. Um, Growing up, I was always more friends with like guys. (laughs) Um, But just going out and being with people, you meet more people Um, putting yourself around people. You will meet more people Um, putting yourself in in groups, online groups, you'll meet more people, um, groups like your group. Um, Mm -hmm. you'll meet more people. You'll have more, um, online discussions and things like that. And you can meet up with people outside of online groups. And that's how you make friends and more friends, but you have to put out the effort and not make excuses. Cause I'm bad about that too. Like I don't have time. We all have the same amount of hours in our day.
0: Yep. Yeah, so we all have the same 24 hours in our day. So then moving back into self-care. Are most women these days, like just lay it out for us, are most women practicing self-care? No, I don't believe that they are. So. I think, you know, so, and so social media can make it seem like everyone else has all these friends. Everyone else is on vacation all the time. Everyone else takes such good care of their home and their partners. And, you know, and yet what you're telling me is that's just not true.
1: Right. We tend to put ourselves last. Um I think society often tells us to put ourselves last. Um, A lot of times we're raised seeing our mothers put themselves last. Um, We put our children first because we think that's the right thing to do. But that's actually really horrible too, because then our children grow up thinking that's the right thing to do. And they're going to learn to put themselves last. The best thing we can do is to take care of ourselves and let our children see that that's the right thing to do because then they're going to grow up thinking that's the right thing to do. We don't want our children putting themselves last growing up. Yeah, A lot of women, this is actually mind blowing, will even put their pets above themselves. Yeah. So that's really bad. Yeah. Um, But we do sometimes. So I think that we should all think about that. we should definitely put ourselves
0: before our pets. I mean, this is my personal mission. I've made this my my life purpose. Right? Is to, um, I you know, my I have a stake in the ground around this crystal. It's like, no, <laughs> how dare we, women, keep putting ourselves last? This is our time. I feel like um, this is the. The, the rising tide lifts all ships, right? So when mom is doing well, not only does her family do better, but then her friends, It the ripple out of that is so profound. So self-care is not just self-care. Self-care is like, we're caring for all of us when we're caring for ourselves too. Do you yes. find that to be true?
1: Absolutely. We have to raise awareness about it and to let people know because it's it's the right thing, and too many women are not taking care of themselves, and that's why this is happening. People are people just think that it's the right thing to do, and it's not self care, and that's why it's so big out there, and you're hearing so much about it is because we're trying to raise awareness, and it's not enough women are doing it, and
0: it's got to happen. So there's this bit that there's a lot of talk right now around work life balance. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that as a concept, even?
1: Um, I'm a big mediator for work life balance and it doesn't matter if you're a working mom, a full-time working mom, part-time working mom, stay at home mom. It's all the same. Um, People think that it's really hard to do, and it is really hard to do, but it's not impossible. Um, it's something that you have to work at, but you have to work at it. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that's really important to keep um, to keep in touch with um, because you get one out of balance and something else falls apart. Um, you can be really focused on work and your family falls apart. Um, so it's it's not impossible, but you really have to have a plan in place. I'm a big believer of work eight, sleep eight, play eight. Yeah. Um, and I think that if we can do that and kind of keep that kind of easy plan in your head. And that's not every day. I mean, for me, sometimes it's you know, work 10, sleep six, but more play on the weekend, you know, it's different for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, but if you can kind of keep the eight 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 in your mind, uh, just keep some kind of balance. When you feel like something is, is off or something's not right, it's usually not. And you have to really kind of reassess what's going on because something will suffer because of it. If it's, if something's not right, your kids will suffer, um, your relationship will suffer or your work will suffer. One of the three.
0: (laughs) You just want to repeat what you just said, because it's profound. If something isn't working in your life, so audience, women watching, you may even want to just close your eyes and maybe place your hand on your heart. Like if something isn't working in your life, reassess right? Like you're worthy of that reassessment. That reassessment can be self, the self-care, right? Because so many of us are just like powering through. It's like, it's not working. So I'm just going to work harder. And so what you're saying is pause, don't work harder, reassess because not all, not everything doesn't have to be so hard. Sometimes things are just hard and we You know, ride the wave, but sometimes we make them harder than they have to be. Or I'll just raise my own hand. Sometimes I make things harder than they have to be. So I'm really taking that wisdom in of like, okay, sweetheart, where can we reassess? Where do we not have to do the same thing over and over and over?
1: Mm -hmm. I've always told my boys if you don't like the way something is going or the way things are going, you have to change something you're doing.
0: It's simple, but to be reminded of that simple concept can be profound. Right. Crystal, you have a gift for our audience. Tell us a little bit about what that gift is. Um. You're like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, Isabel. What is this gift you speak of? (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, I have invited all of our experts to share a gift, so maybe... Maybe you oh. can talk about that outside after. Um, that's not ringing a bell.
1: Yeah. So the gift of uh, my uh, freebie. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the gift uh, is my tools for a healthy self-relationship. Mm-hmm. And it can be found on my website.
0: And we'll have the link to that on this page as well. mm
1: mm-hmm it's really helpful. It's something you can print out. Um, it's, it's even been good for me. I've had people print it out. It's a, it's a good self reminder.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Crystal, this is the question that I ask all of my interviewees and that is what is a vivid dream that is awake inside of you right now?
1: Um, something that is awake inside of me right now is just to be more self-aware. I have a lot of dreams and that's just something that I'm really focused on for myself. And it's something that I hope for, for every woman out there. Um, We're so focused on so many other things out there. There's a lot of things that I want to do in life and to make everything happen that I want to happen. I need to be self-aware. And so that's just something that I'm really focusing on. That's very small to make my big dreams happen. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thanks again for being here, Crystal. I look forward to our future connection. And Bye mamas. Take care of yourselves. You've been listening to the Mother's Empowerment Podcast. That's all for today, my friends. And here's what I want you to remember empowerment is an inside job. The only one who can empower you is you. Today's episode was produced by Brendan Lindsay. Intro and outro music are by Matthew Randolph. I'm Isabel Bridges, author of Daddy Daughter Day. I'm also the founder of the Mother's Empowerment Sisterhood. You can learn more about my work and join the sisterhood at IsabelBridges.com. And I'm offering a 50% off discount for a limited time only. So check it out today, IsabelBridges.com.